Welcome to Game & Watch with Aaron and James, the show where we talk about games we've been gaming and movies and TV shows we have been watching. I'm Aaron. And I'm James. And today we have a special topic episode for you guys, uh, a topic that I'm very excited about. Are you excited about this topic? Not remotely. You have a gun to my head and I have no say in the matter. I'm forcing you to do this, but yeah. guess what? We're here to talk about Pokemon. Yep. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited. You're excited. Because this is the only type of Pokemon I'm qualified to talk about. Uh, you're now qualified to talk about Pokemon on Scarlet and Violet. Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, you are. Yeah. Uh, but today, we're going to take the original 151 Pokemon, the Kanto Pokedex. Uh, and we're going to go through and we're going to give you our top three and our bottom three of the original 151 Pokemon. Yes. And um, in the interest of padding this episode's length, uh, I want to ask you a few questions going into this topic. (laughs) Please. Um, What kind of criteria did you consider uh, and maybe what did you weigh most heavily in trying to come up with this list? I'm so glad you brought this up because uh, I actually read an article the other day. I forget. I think maybe it was on GameSpot, but it was about what makes a good Pokemon. Oh, interesting. Um, by someone who uh, creates fake Pokemon, fake Mon. And they gave this whole list of criteria about what makes a good Pokemon. And I kind of skimmed it. I didn't read the article super in depth, but um, that's kind of what got me thinking about this. And I took some notes and these are just mine. So they're not from the list, but I think there might be a little bit of overlap. But I think generally, number one, a good Pokemon. And I know this wasn't on the list. Um, This is kind of something I came up with myself. But I think the marriage between forces of nature, right? These forces of nature, fire, electric, water, and animals, or some kind of animal. Okay. Okay. And like a true, and what I mean by a marriage between that is like a true union between those two ideas. So take a Pokemon like, well, I don't want to jump on your list right away. But like, say something like, um, like Electabuzz. Okay. Um, Like clearly electricity based. But also a tiger, right? right? So it's like this true union between two of them. Whereas something like, I don't know if there was a Pokemon that was just a fireplace with eyes. Now, are there Pokemon Calcifer? that are just... Yeah, well, okay, are there Pokemon that are just objects with eyes? Yes. There should I be more, think, in my opinion. I think those are not good Pokemon. Okay, well, I actually wanted to ask you a couple things about um, that. Like, Pokemon you write off in general, but please finish first. So, yeah, I mean, that. so that's one of them. Do you want me to keep going through what my criteria are? Well, I mean, before you do that, let me just say, and maybe this will cover some of them, but like, I, and it's not necessarily criteria I heavily considered, but like, I, I, there are a couple things I thought about. I thought about, you know, forces of nature, like what, what's their elemental power, right? Some people I think might look into what specific moves they can do if they have a lot of nostalgia for that. I mm-hmm. don't. Or maybe, but maybe people might think about the TV show and the animation that happened when a certain Pokemon performed a certain move. I didn't go that deep. Um, Appearance is most of it for me. Um, The marriage of appearance and like and 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 power. But I also one thing I I again I didn't personally consider this, but I I was wondering if you were in any way affected by the Pokemon cards. Absolutely, yeah. And for my number one. I'm and we'll get to what my number one is later, but my number one, I was thinking about it both in terms of the game, in terms of its design, in terms of all those other factors. But then I was also thinking very much about the card art and the card powers okay. of this Pokemon from like the first set. Um, so for me, the cards definitely played into it. Interesting. Okay. So and it's funny because my number one, I was not a fan 
of really the form the Pokemon card forms that I had of it. There might have been ones that came out since again. To preface, and I probably said this before when we talked about Pokemon, if we talked about Pokemon, I can't remember if we did, but I am a, I, I'm familiar, pretty familiar with generation one, two. I'm very familiar with one, pretty familiar with two. And then after that, minimal familiarity, because that's when I kind of dropped off playing Pokemon. And as you mentioned, I have some Scarlet Violet um familiarity because i came out of pokemon retirement to play those games and i which what a mistake what a mistake that was um we'll see if i if i come back maybe if nintendo actually takes a little bit more and game free take a little more care and making the next game i think they're gonna come out swinging with a big bold dlc that fixes a lot of the problems is my prediction they they better um but yeah, so I, I'm I do feel very qualified to talk about this, and I'm so I'm glad that uh, you suggested Gen One Pokemon. I'm I'm sure in a way that might have been tailored towards me, at least partially. But oh, I think I think a lot of people also like love Gen One a lot. There's a there's the nostalgia for it for sure, and I think even probably younger people who didn't who came in after Gen One still. I mean, Gen One's just really good. I was just looking Gen through solid. I was looking through a list of Pokemon. Um, just to make sure I didn't forget anyone. I think I knew what my top three would be, more or less. Um, I, I, it took some work to come up with my bottom three, actually. And bottom three, bottom three came to me much easier than top three. Top three was very difficult just because I like so many. One came to me very easily, and I was trying to find others that kind of had my hatred like that one did. And then I ended up just kind of picking. Well, we'll see. Uh, I picked a couple kind of just based on how boring I thought they were. As opposed yeah, to should... like ugly or bad powers or something like that. We should also clarify, and I can't speak to how you decided your list, but I certainly didn't reference like the Pokedex or anything. Like I didn't put anything on there because like, oh, it has such a cool, you know, Pokedex entry. No. Oh, I no, I, I didn't, I didn't no, consider no. that at all. Yeah, no. Yeah. And then as an added bonus to this episode, I, I was told by you before we recorded that I'm going to have to name my favorite Scarlet Violet Pokemon, which I'm prepared to do. We both will. Yeah. Yeah. We both will. Um, the other thing, should we keep going down on uh, my like design criteria? Yes, absolutely. I'm sorry to for such a long tangent. No, no, not at all. Um, I think also something really important to consider is the balance between simplicity and complexity in terms of designs. Yes. Um, I always think about Pokemon, like even the new ones, even in Scarlet and Violet. Um, in Scarlet and Violet, or all the new Pokemon, you have obviously the 3D renders of them. But in the menus, there's the little um, like sprite art of them, of every single Pokemon. Um, and you can immediately tell which ones are over-designed because the little sprites um, look terrible. Um, yeah, they're like too colorful or too mixed up or too bunched up. And I think the perfect test of what makes a good Pokemon is can it make a good small 2D sprite? And if it can, I think it'll make a good Pokemon because I think that'll translate out into 3D better than the reverse. Make it really overly complicated um, and then try and shrink it down like it just doesn't work. Yeah. There, um, There's a I know that. Sorry, I'm interrupting you again, but I there's a I know you you are a hater I think it's you who said this to me of Pokemon that are just like all standing on two feet. Ah, yeah, that's my next one. Okay, please rant away. Um, so the other the other thing is they need to be not too humanoid, right? I think humanoid Pokemon by and large, except for very few exceptions, are stupid. Um, bipedal Pokemon are stupid. 
also pokemon wearing clothes like already existing with clothes i think is stupid um so nothing too humanoid um but at the same time also nothing too alien mm-hmm. um, i'm thinking of one of mine on my list where it's like this doesn't look like an animal this literally looks like a pile of pieces of something um like it's <laughs> okay. not it's not discernible as an animal or anything <clears throat> Um, so that's also a fine line. It's like you don't want to make them too human and too humanoid and cutesy, but at the same time, they can't be so alien and out there that they barely even resemble an animal. Right. It, there seems to have been one thing I am familiar with is just kind of seeing the. I mean, I I, I look at Pokemon um, in my spare time, uh, just no, checking out some. Pokemon. I just I just check them out. Um, but I, it is very clear how. I mean, there are certainly Pokemon in the top one fifty one that have two legs and walk on two legs, but they don't look humanoid. Right. And that's what I mean by two humanoid. So like Mewtwo, for example, Mewtwo walks on two legs and is vaguely humanoid. (laughs) I would never say Mewtwo looks too much like a human. Absolutely. And whereas like one of the evolutions, the third evolution of, or I guess second evolution of um, what's his name? Uh, Quaxley. All of them. All of Quaxley. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. All of them. Well, Quack, um, Quaxley looks like a duck, and then the other two look like w- what happened. Yeah, what happened, which leads into my next point, um, especially related to Quackquavel, of um, simple, simple color palettes. <clears throat> I, it goes along with the, um, you know, the balance between simplicity and complexity of design, but I think overly colored Pokemon don't look great, and I think under, yeah, un, super undercolored Pokemon, I think, look better than overcolored Pokemon. So, for example, Absolutely. something like grimer which is very simply colored is very simple palette looks better and simple design looks better to me than quackquavel which is way over designed and way over colored couldn't agree more and i i think that part of it is because the more colors it almost looks like you're you're and especially when it has that marriage with a humanoid looking pokemon it's like you're trying to just create a person and dress them up uh, yeah different like color clothes like it's a awful. cartoon character basically <clears throat> yeah um, I mean, you told me about Quackquavel, and I don't know if you made this up or you heard it somewhere, but I think it's true. Quackquavel looks like the designers for DuckTales took a bunch of acid and decided to make a kooky uncle character. I ugh, I don't remember if I said that, but it sounds like something I would say. I don't think I did. I think it's, I, I well, it. it's accurate. I don't know. You you told that to me. I don't know if you made it up or read it somewhere, but it's very true. Yeah, no, I can't remember if I, I came up with it or what either way. I, it sounds like I mean, it's it's very true. Yeah. So those are my qualifications. What do you like? What do you have when you look at a Pokemon? What makes it, you know, quote unquote, a good Pokemon or a bad Pokemon? I So I, I think power has a lot to do with it, but like power and just physical appearance in simplicities is probably what I care most about. I didn't really think about Pokemon cards. Like I mentioned, like I, I just, I kind of, I've just always had like the, my top two have kind of always been my favorites. And it was a little difficult coming up with the third. I actually am going to I've settled on an official second and third for my top, but I am going to mention a close runner up slash like tie for those positions. Like, I guess, like just one one rung down Um, because it was really hard for me to choose. And I think you might have had a similar problem. Um, How do you want to do this? Do you want to do just the bottom first and then do the top? Why don't we start with bottom and why don't we start with honorable mentions and then jump into the list? Uh, okay. So, so do honorable mentions for bottom and then three, two, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the honorable mention I have for bottom is Tangela. Oh, okay. 
Um, I almost put Tangela. Tangela is one I've like always just instinctively cited as like a bad Pokemon design. And I was going through a list. I had like a a list with all the images of different Pokemon thinking about like, am I going to put Tangela on my list? And I was like, actually, it's kind of interesting. It is like something with eyes, but it's like more and it's got like little shoes. It's it's more interesting than I originally gave it credit for. But I'm just going to so I'm not going to put it in my bottom, but I just this is where I factor in gameplay. I was I couldn't have been less interested in in Tangela, but then again, I also couldn't have been less interested in so many Pokemon. I think you could yeah. also put like Farfetch'd here for me. I think so too. I think um, Tangela looks to me like a McDonald's character. Doesn't he look like a McDonald's a- land character? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, the is, little the little yeah. shoes are a knock against it. The little again, like when Pokemon have humanoid things, like when they have shoes or clothes, I think that's silly. Mm-hmm. Um, and the shoes are a knock against it, but you're right. I mean, like Tangela, Tangela is fairly inoffensive. Like Tangela, it's not great, but it's definitely not the worst. Yeah. What What are your honorable mentions? I have two. Um, one of them is Gengar. Now, it, I know, okay, I, I know Gengar is very popular. I know a lot of people like Gengar. People like ghosts. Gengar is cool. I get it. Um, however, Gengar's design, especially in Gen One, is really goofy and stupid. I was thinking about Gengar when you were talking about feet and like standing on two legs. And I was wondering where you would land on Gengar. I'm actually kind of surprised to see you land here. You look at the change between Ghastly and Haunter and you look at Haunter and you're like, fuck yes. So much more badass. He's like this, this wraith with these like sharp edges at his bottom. Mm -hmm. And you get to Gengar and he's this dumpy little like fat, like Clefable shadow. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which is which is a conspiracy theory that Gengar is Clefable Shadow. Um, oh, really? Yeah, that's, cool. that's a Pokemon conspiracy because they're like the same shape. <laughs> I like that. Um, but he looks like a Clefable. He looks like a black Clefable. He looks stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, like his Pokedex stuff, and again, I didn't really take that into consideration, but like all the lore around Gengar is cool. And Gengar is a cool, powerful Pokemon, which is why he's honorable mention. It didn't make the list. But I just think design-wise, he's very simple and kind of dumb and like a little bit dumpy looking. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, do you have any more honorable mentions? No, not for my bottom. I have one and I'm put on, putting it on here because like after you hear my top three, you would probably ask why the fuck is this Pokemon not on the top three bottom? I'm going to say Mr. Mime is an honorable mention. Okay. Now here's why. I think he's an honorable mention because... I don't think there's much argument that he is one of the stupidest looking Gen 1 Pokemon. I, like, okay. There's really no argument there. But I think he was made purposely weird. Yes. Like, Mr. Mime is supposed to be weird as fuck. I agree. Um, I do not ha- actually dislike Mr. Mime. That's a spoiler for my my oh, bottom. Okay. Yeah. I thought he might appear in your bottom three. So. No, no, no. I And and it certainly it was one that I stopped and paused at when I was scrolling through. But... Uh, no, I, I for the kind of the reason that you said, like purposely meant to be weird. And I think that that there are a couple Pokemon that stand out in that way in the one in one fifty, the original one with fifty one. And I think this is like an OK way of doing that. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So do you want to give me your number three bottom? Yeah, uh, my my number three is Pidgey. OK, interesting. Pidgey. Yeah. Tell us why. <clears throat> Boring. Um, for the most, so it's not that I have anything against birds, uh, bird Pokemon, uh, that's a spoiler, but I think there's just like a plain simplicity to Pidgey, a Pokemon that looks so much like 
a regular a ass, animal. a real animal yeah. is just yeah. so uninteresting to me. Uh, Pidgeotto is fine, a little more elegant looking. I think Pidgeot is pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I'm not going to, so for any of these, I should have mentioned this earlier. I'm not holding any of it, any of the evolutions prior or later forms against any of the Pokemon I've picked. That's a good, yeah, that's a good clarifier. Same here. Because again, like again, Pidgeot, I like Pidgeot. Although there are poke, there is a Pokemon on my list whose evolution I also hate. So, yeah, that yeah, I don't really have a whole lot else to say about Pidgey. This is actually the rationale for. Well, we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, no, it, that's Pidgey. I just find very, very boring, uh, and I also associate it with just annoying starter area shit in in the in the game. <laughs> Well, even if you look at um, the concept art of Pidgey and kind of how Pidgey has been uh, rendered in more recent games versus the original sprite art in Pokemon Red and Blue. In Pokemon Red and Blue, the original sprite art of Pidgey looked even more fucking like a regular bird. In the concept art and Pidgey now uh, rendered the way he is, he does look like a Pokemon. Yeah. But the original sprite art of Pidgey just looks like a bird. Yeah. And and I suppose I could have listed Rattata as a honorable mention for the same reason but yeah but Radata is more stylized and it's designed, a little bit yeah. yeah 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 what's your number three my number three is magmar interesting and, and actually maybe not that interesting I, another one that i kind of stopped at um and i was like eh i don't know yeah magmar's got a lot of stuff going against it so um it's often paired or contrasted against electabuzz because it's a version exclusive just like pincer is often contrasted against scyther um, so it's kind of like paired or contrast against Electabuzz, but God, between the two of them, Magmar is so much less cool than Electabuzz to me. Uh, ag- agreed on that front, um, for sure. I actually find them both kind of uninteresting, but not like bottom three level uninteresting. I like Electabuzz. I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's his color palette. Maybe it's just how pissed off he looks. Um, but I'm an Electabuzz fan. And I like the Electivire or whatever he evolves into. But um, no, Magmar has like these weird duck lips. Um, he's humanoid he's standing on two legs but he's got this like weird bdsm like spike leather collar vibes and looks a little bit like a clown um he's also to the idea of like fire like fire is such a cool element and then i don't know what he's supposed to be combined with he's is it supposed to be like a flame like a fire train like trick guy i I don't get it I, i don't know i don't get like i don't understand the concept and I think it's just for Gen 1, it's too over-designed. It's the colors are simple, but the design is too <clears throat> overdone, and I don't know what they're going for. Yeah. Okay. So Magmar is my number three. Yeah. And we can do my number two pretty quickly, because the exact same rationale I used for Pidgey applies to Spearow. Um, oh. Spearow, I think, is an uglier Pokemon. Um, and Fero is just stupid. I, I don't like either okay. one of them. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about it. I just think they're, I they're such nothing Pokemon to me. Magmar at least is like, what the fuck are they doing with this? Yeah. Spearow and Pidgey are just so plain. I'm going to, well, I guess when you think you about go to it, bat like, for Spearow. No, well, I guess I am. I guess the, I guess part of what I was thinking about is like, what is the intention of this Pokemon to a little bit? And I think if the intention is to just like be a bird, Pidgey and Spearow check off those boxes in a way yeah whereas like what is the intention with magmar like what is that i think is that 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 question makes mad magmar more interesting to uh, me then true. again well 
My number one is also one you could ask the what the fuck are they doing uh, question about. And I don't care what the answer is because um, I hate that Pokemon. And we'll get to that in a second. What's well, your number? number? Yeah, what's your number two? Yeah, my number two is Magneton. Um, Interesting. Magneton because it's just three Magnemites stuck together. That's See, it. That's all that, it is. That was the simpler days. Yeah, Those were the yeah, simpler days. I don't mind that either, but I, I, I like I'm uh, not saying that your your picks are like that. I completely disagree with your picks. I, I think I totally get why you're saying that. Yeah. And I, I think also there's like this general rule of thumb that applies to most Pokemon, not all. But the general idea is that when it evolves, the Pokemon like looks more badass than the previous evolution. Like it looks stronger. It looks more powerful. It yeah. looks cooler. This just looks goofy. Yeah. It doesn't look stronger or cooler. It literally, it's literally just three Magnemites stuck together. Very um, unoriginal. I would argue, see, I'm like about to talk about things that aren't even on my list, but that same level of like unoriginality, I think is even more prevalent when it comes to like Voltorb and Electrobe. And, it, and it, they, yeah. they were going to be on the list too. I, I weighed between having Voltorb and Magneton on here. And I think Voltorb and Electro make it because... I think it's just interesting and weird that there's a Pokemon that looks like a Pokeball. I don't think that's smart. I think it's yeah. dumb. And that's kind of why I didn't put it on mine either. I, yeah. I would I would put Electrode over Magneton, though, because at least Magneton has it as it has an interesting, thoughtful base look, which is Magnemite. True. That's more interesting looking to me than than Voltorb. And then, I mean, I guess, like, again, it, it's too alien looking like it. <clears> it, it a lot of Pokemon I think about, here's two things I think about when I think about Pokemon and why I still love Pokemon into my thirties. Mm-hmm. I think about Pokemon and I think about like the, awe, like if Pokemon were real, the sensation they would create within you would be awe, right? Yeah. You would be in awe of these creatures. Yep. I'm not in awe of Magneton. Um, no. Yeah. That's... Like at all. Um, also too, when I think of Pokemon, I think about like Pokemon, like I would want to have Pokemon. That would be my friends and my pets. And I think everyone who likes Pokemon does that. And nothing That's another good Mag- criteria. Yeah, nothing. I don't want to be Magneton's friend. I don't want to like cuddle up to Magneton. Magneton's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> There's a lot of Pokemon though I wouldn't want to cuddle up next to. I guess, but I, I mean, I'd take Magmar over Magneton. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess for all those reasons, Magneton makes number two. Okay. Yeah. How about you? What's your? Oh, we're at number one, aren't we? Yeah, What's number, number one. one. Uh, the biggest what the fuck to me is Jinx. <sighs> Yeah, Jinx, Jinx, Jinx was going to make my list uh, and was going to make my honorable mentions. But again, Jinx falls into the category for me. And I'll let you talk about why Jinx doesn't work. Sorry. Uh-huh. No, no, it's OK. It's OK. But I think, again, like Mr. Mime, Jinx is supposed to be really fucking weird. Jinx is supposed to be really fucking weird. Um, So Jinx is like, well, it's by bi- it's bipedal, like some of the other ones we've been talking about we don't like. Um, But I don't how do you describe it? It's just got this like. It's is it like a purple like it's or a, like it's like a drag queen. It is, but it almost looks like it, it, half its depictions. And this isn't why I, I I just don't like the way it looks. I didn't pick it because of this, but like it, is Jinx racist? Well, so originally Jinx was Jinx's face was black. This is oh, true, I believe. Okay. But I, mean, I, I know for, in the, sometimes the, the face is just depicted as very dark. I didn't know if it was black, but either no, way, it, it was originally the, it was originally depicted as black, but for very obvious reasons, they changed that. So that now it's purple, but it doesn't really make it look any less like a racial stereotype. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, Jinx is not great. I, agree. I, I mean, I love psychic Pokemon, but what an uninteresting psychic Pokemon to me. Psychic and ice, though, is kind of interesting. I, I and well, I do like ice. Um, but yeah, I just just kind of an ugly, an ugly Pokemon. Um, blonde hair, like has like a a dress on. Again, I, clothes. I don't get it. I, I, yeah, I don't like the clothes. Yeah, for sure. What's your number one? My number one is Hypno. Hypno? God, um, I would have never, never expected that. Hypno is just Freud, <laughs> but a Pokemon. <laughs> it's literally just Freud. Shit, it's, you're it has right. A big, it has a big bushy beard, a big white bushy beard and a big nose and has the pendulum thing to hypnotize you. He's just Freud. Yeah. He just needs the little glasses um which i think is very stupid i have like this is an example of a humanoid pokemon that yes i think hypno is weird to be weird like jinx and like mr mime yeah however the difference is that mr mime and jinx are not trying to look like an actual 19th century psychoanalyst (laughs) um also let's just Uh, say it now he looks like a yellow version of the grinch Huh. Look up up Hypno, Google Hypno Pokemon right now. (laughs) Okay. Look at him and tell me he doesn't look just like a yellow version of the Grinch. Um I think it's a little it's a little bit of a stretch. There's Grinch DNA in there. Don't tell me there's not. Okay, there's a little bit of Grinch DNA. There's at least there if they're not brothers, Hypno and the Grinch are cousins. (laughs) Twice removed. Yeah. Sure. Um, so for well, for that reason, Alkazam like, then Alkazam's got a little bit of that energy going. There's and yeah, it's basically like Hypno with like a mustache and spoons. Yeah, I and agree. Knee pads. Stupid. <laughs> All of those are true. All of those are true. However, Alakazam, yes, mm-hmm. Kadabra maybe or maybe not based off of Yuri Geller. I don't think so. But I don't think Abracadabra Alakazam is based off of um any actual like psychic person. The way Hypno is based off of Freud, very clearly. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I I mean, I agree. I'm not trying to defend Alakazam or try and say Alakazam is that much better. Um, <clears throat> oh, my God. What? I'm going to send you this. Sorry, this does not make for great podcasting, <clears throat> but I just found what might be the most frightening Pokemon toy I think <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to send the picture to you, and I'm going to have you describe it over the air. Okay. Okay. This is terrifying. Um, are you sending it on the the Zoom chat or email? Okay. Um, this is this uh, better be this is a, this is a poor podcasting. If uh, this is poor podcasting, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Um, actually, I'll just describe it to you because I'm having okay. trouble. It's a very frightening looking hypno. Um, that is made out of Legos, I think. But it's they're like very sharp angular Legos and it's like bent in at a very sinister angle. So it looks like it's like this transformer hypno that's going to like unlock itself and eat you. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Send that to me after this. I will send this to you after. I would like to see it. Yeah. Um. Should we get to our honorable mentions for our top? Yes. Uh. For our top honorable mention. Do you want to start? Sure. Um. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll limit myself to three because i have five written down okay yeah. um i'll probably cheat and later bring up other ones uh i have oddish because look oddish is so cute i like plants um 
Look at Oddish. Just look at him. Oddish is pretty great. Um, ditto for the same reason. And Mew for the same reason. Okay. I mean, there's they're a, all cute. There's a theme. There's a cuteness there. What about all you? Right. All right. Uh, my honorable mention, I only had one uh, for the top three, and it's Arcane Eye. <clears throat> Um, I also I have that's another honorable mention for me. Yeah, I love dogs. Uh, I love wolves. Um, and I think also to Arcanine marries those ideas of like force of nature, fire with an animal, a wolf. Yes. And like, what would it look like if you put those two together in it's a similar like, way? Like nine tails, Rapidash uh, kind of exactly. do that. too. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I had Rapidash also, um, but I narrowed it down to just nine tails. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Should I start with number three? Yeah, go ahead. All right, top three. Um, one of the things that I love about Pokemon is that it appeals to kids as well as adults. Um, you know, if you're an adult and you're watching Pokemon like my sister was when I was a little kid, you may have questions like, why does that man never open his eyes? She was referencing Brock. Um, but she she saw it as very kitty until then this Pokemon popped out. Um, Scyther. Okay. Scyther is my number three. Because I like Scyther. I think what Pokemon does that's cool, as I was saying, is it marries like these very kitty ideas with like kind of badass, cool creature designs. Yeah. Uh, and gives them some really interesting lore that you wouldn't expect for a kid's game. Scyther is just a giant praying mantis with swords for arms. Yeah. Uh, which you would not think would fit in with the same franchise as something cute like Rattata or Pikachu. Um, And I've always loved it. I've always thought it was a cool Pokemon. Uh, especially because I grew up playing Pokemon Blue. So in Blue, you cannot catch Same. Scyther. You can only catch Pinsir. Uh, and so Scyther had this like aura of mis- mysteriousness and coolness around him. Very much. Um, that has kind so. of followed him till today. I still think Scyther is mysterious and cool and badass. I don't care for any of his evolutions. I don't like Cleaver. I don't like Caesar. I don't um, like the fact that those exist. You just give me Scyther. Yeah. Not yeah. a fan of uh, some of the... I really wish that like later Pokemon generations didn't mess with the original generation, didn't have like other forms. They just left it alone. I like Tangela's evolution, <laughs> Tangrowth or whatever. No, I don't, don't think I recognize it if I saw it. You probably wouldn't. Uh, my uh, my number three is Flareon and Ooh. very like basically tied with Vaporeon in a way. But I wanted to like vary my list a little bit. I, I Maybe I'll give the edge to Flareon. I think Flareon is just a little bit cuter than Vaporeon. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go with Flareon. Uh, I do like Fire Pokemon, not my favorite type of Pokemon, but it, it, this is like one that is just purely, you know, it, it is more just the appearance than it is like the move set. I just think Flareon is so like both badass looking, but like cute, like the kind of like and like the kind of Pokemon you would want to cuddle up next to, but then in a second could just like ignite and yes. take down your enemy. Yes, so exactly. Huge um, fan. So as you know, I'm a big fan of Evolutions, the Evolutions. Yeah. And um, it's funny you say that you didn't take any gameplay considerations in. And um, it's because Flareon is kind of like the dud of the Evolutions. That's what I've heard. Considered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but in terms of design, I think he's great. Yeah, love, love Flareon. I, I, I like know- water Pokemon more, which is why I almost put Vaporeon. But I think I'm going to give Flareon the edge because of luck. Well, hey, perfect segue into my number two, Vaporeon. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. I mean, I uh, say what you want to say. I totally get why you would put Vaporeon here. Um, I absolutely love the Evolutions. They're my favorite Pokemon of all time. But I, you know, outside of those, this is my list. I put one Evolution on there. I'm not going to overwhelm the list. So I picked Vaporeon. Um, of the original 151, Vaporeon is my favorite Evolution. I, I have other favorite Evolutions outside of the original 151. But I love Vaporeon from the original set. 
Um, I think it does, it walks the very fine line between having a slightly complicated, overly designed look with the fins and the tail and everything, yeah. but somehow also making it work. Yeah. Um, I think it makes it work. And again, it's that marriage force of nature, water and this creature like Evie, like Evie is what, what would you, what kind of an animal? Like a, like a dog kind of right. Fox. Yeah. Fox, dog, Fox. Dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like what if a Fox and a dog married like a mermaid and they had a baby, what would it look like? Well, probably um, disgusting. Uh, not probably, actually probably really horrific. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think, uh, I, I like to how um, the color palette for all the evolutions, they're all very mono uh, chromatic yes. in the first generation. And I think that's cool. It makes them a cool unit and it makes each one stand out on, on its own. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So that's why Vaporeon is my number two. Well, my number two is Haunter. Haunter is um, so good. Haunter is so good. Uh, and I, you know, I will say here, I do really like Gengar and I, I kind of, I put, Haunter, and then I put parentheses Gengar as an almost tie, but I gave Haunter the edge for reasons that you kind of mentioned earlier, so I won't repeat all of them. But just the fact that I, I the ghost Pokemon are so cool, ghost like psychic like Pokemon, and Haunter is just so ghost like and like frightening. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty badass, and just and, and like the whole like tongue thing is just cool. Um, yeah, there's a reason why, like, I was just at the Nintendo store in New York City, and there's a reason why you see like a Haunter plush and you don't see a Gengar plush. Well, it's kind of interesting because I think the opposite. I see way more like Gengar merch. Really? Um, and I think it's because Gengar is like cuter. I, I, and I guess Gengar is cuter. And, and I again, I normally like the cuter thing, but like I, I'll take the thing that looks like a ghost over the thing. Well, that and that's exactly what like it is. Ghost. Haunter looks like a ghost. Gengar looks like a, I don't know, like a Clefairy or like a yeah. Clefable. Yeah. 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 What's um, your number one? My number one. My number one is Venusaur. I, I uh, never would have expected that. Really? What did you think my number one was going to be? I, no, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but I wouldn't have expected that. Um, so Venusaur-, Venusaur is usually like the most hated of the of Charizard, Blastoise, Venusaur trio. I think Bulbasaur is very much liked and Ivysaur maybe, but Venusaur, I just, people are just like, what, what's happening with Venusaur? So I really want to hear why you picked Venusaur. So I think Venusaur, again, does that idea of like forces of nature and animals coming together. Um, it's not too humanoid. Charizard, I think, looks fine standing on two legs because he's supposed to be like a dragon. Blastoise, I think, looks kind of silly standing on two legs. So I think Blastoise is too humanoid. Okay. Um, I like that Venusaur stays on all four legs. I also think something that Venusaur does that not a lot of other grass-type Pokemon uh, do very well is, like, what would a union between an animal and a plant actually look like? Oh, that's a great point. What would an animal that had the qualities of a plant actually look like? And I think Venusaur pulls that off. It is both. It is like 50% animal, 50% plant in a way that like Weep and Bell certainly isn't. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I also think it passes the test for the level of deep detail versus simplicity. I love the giant bloom on its back and I love the like colorings on that. Um, and it even shows those like that detail work even shows up on the Gen 1 sprites. Hmm. Um, and it's not overdone. I just I really love Venusaur. And we were talking about the Pokemon cards and one of the cards from the original set that doesn't get a lot of love, people obviously go crazy over the um, first expansion Charizard. People also go crazy over the first expansion Blastoise. Um, I really love the first expansion Venusaur. I love that art. 
Mm. I love like just big fat Venusaur just chilling in the jungle. Um, I, I, I've loved that artwork ever since I've seen it. Nice. I, I like um, that pick. Yeah. I just, I also love the idea conceptually of like, you would be wandering around a jungle with Pokemon and there would just be, you would just see this big giant, like Rafflesia looking flower moving. And then the closer you got, you would see there's this giant like dinosaur underneath it that the flower is growing off of. And I just think that's such a cool idea. Yeah, it is. Uh, you kind of warned me up a little bit more to, to Venusaur. Not that I didn't like Venusaur. I just wouldn't have, wouldn't have, I didn't really think that fondly of Venusaur. Yeah. I do not think Venusaur has the best mega evolution design, but in terms of- What the of hell that, is a mega evolution? All right, moving on. What's your number one? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's better better to leave that for not yeah. this episode. I'm just going to bleep out anything, any reference to anything that came out. <laughs> any other Gen generation. One, including yeah. our talk about our favorite Scarlet Violet Pokemon. I'm just yes, going to bleep the yes. whole conversation. Uh, my number one, which is uh, it's funny uh, because I hate birds, uh, bird, those bird Pokemon so much. Uh, and I this is not a Pokemon I could cuddle up next to. This is a bird Pokemon. This is Articuno. Articuno uh, has always know. been my favorite Pokemon. Um, I ice Pokemon are my favorite type of Pokemon, um, which people now say is lame because ice has apparently become OP in Pokemon. Um, I don't know if it, it. I mean, it, I, that's what I heard. I mean, I, be, I in in Scarlet Violet, I took down the final four, whatever the hell they're called, the Elite Four, with mostly ice moves. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Articuno is just this gorgeous bird, and again, the color palette very simple, just different shades of blue for the most part. Maybe a little bit of like grayish brown in the beak and like the 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 feet. But it, it, Articuno is just this like very beautiful looking Pokemon with this like kind of gorgeous blue like plumage, and you know that i guess canonically the wings are supposed to be partly ice which is interesting but not really a factor i considered um i just i've all the, the original legendary birds and even out of the legendary pokemon including mewtwo and mew articuno was just like my favorite i i think i just i just find ice pokemon to be like such a cool idea and like a lot of my favorite like powers in general like in my hero academia with Todoroki and in um in one piece with um what's his name Aokiji. um i just i love ice powers yeah and like one of my one of my brothers and i would like we would have like we went with pokemon cards and we would like pretend to be gym leaders and we would you know pretend the pokemon cards are actual pokemon and we would fight each other try to earn badges from each other i always wanted to be like one of two things i either wanted to be like the blaine the yeah. the fire guy yeah or I wanted to just be a, an ice gym, like with my ice palace that I lived in, uh, an ice gym leader. Um, like Elsa. Sure. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly yeah. like Elsa. Um, but yeah, uh, that's why Articuno is my number one. I think the lore between, uh, behind Articuno, or maybe not the lore, but where you find him is also very cool. I know we said we weren't going to consider that, but I think just talking about Articuno, we should talk about it. I think the legendary birds, for the most part, are very cool in where they're placed yeah like i think it's very cool that zapdos is in the electric plant that the abandoned electric plant god say that sentence out loud <laughs> zapdos is in the abandoned electric plant i want to go there right now um and then Arcticuno is in the center of these whirlpool islands these very mysterious difficult to get to places yeah 
And then Moltres is just on Victory Road, so fuck that. But I yeah, think, it's they um, could have put Moltres in the volcano or something. I mean, like it was so, so uninteresting. I, Moltres is definitely the, in the worst location. Um, Articuno's location doesn't like isn't as amazing and perfect as Zapdos is. Uh, but, but it's very cool. Still, still very cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, that was our top three and bottom three. Yeah. No, we should. No, we get get to the the uh, the reason people really are listening. Do tell. It's <laughs> just our favorite Scarlet Violet Pokemon. Ah, yes. Well, do you want to go first? I yeah. Okay. Well, let me just preface by saying I found most, if not, yeah, most Scarlet Violet Pokemon to be wholly uninteresting. And I will admit, I had to look some stuff up because I frankly could not tell what was the Scarlet Violet unique like Pokemon versus. Oh, not yeah, I guess because be I haven't been playing all of these. Yeah. Um. So my answer, and I hope I'm not wrong about this, like actually being a Scarlet Valley Pokemon, Scarlet Valley Pokemon in a runaway, in a landslide victory. Uh, I am going to take Smoliv. Smoliv. I'm not okay. joking. I'm not joking either. Why? Why? Well, you seem to go for the cutesy one. Smoliv is Smoliv is cute. It looks like a like a little olive having a panic attack. It looks just <laughs> like that. Yes. I don't know what it does. It's so, it's so cute. You're, you're simultaneously correct, but could also not be more wrong. <laughs> what like about, you're, like, you're, you're what do correct you mean? in terms of it looks like an olive having a panic attack. You're so wrong in that it could be the best new Pokemon of Scarlet. <laughs> so wrong. Um, um, oh, okay. I mean, I'm okay being wrong about that. I just, I wanted to pick something cute because I didn't. Yeah. I mean, look, I can, I can like relook at this list and try to come up with like something no, that has a no, different no. reason, you're, but you're allowed to pick small. I'm just telling you that no, your choice I... is wrong. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What is the correct answer? The correct answer is spite ops. <laughs> A spider black ops like you guy? <laughs> Come on, get out of here. Where were you in Gen 1? Spide ops? No. I mean, Spy, I guess yes. Spide ops, I okay. I I do think small of is kind of like fitting to it to the Gen 1 vibe, but I think spide ops is very uh spide ops is like Gen 27. Spide ops <laughs> is the kind of Pokemon they would design in like the year 2279. <laughs> and there will be Pokemon still then. There will be. Yeah. Interesting. Spide ops, huh? Spide Ops all the way. I guess that's fine. I mean, Spide Ops is a pretty... I, I have nothing against Spide Ops's design, if I'm remembering the right Pokemon. Yeah. He's the, like, the Special Ops spider thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of like a, like a gas mask looking thing on. Yes. Doesn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, Ned, that's not bad. I, I was worried you were going to pick something like, I don't know. Quackleville? Sandy Shocks. <laughs> Sandy Shocks. Who oh is that? shit, that's a spoiler. My bad. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no spoilers. <laughs> I already forgot what you said. Okay, good. Because yeah. you're in for some real shitty fucking Pokemon later. Oh, I can't game. I can't wait. Yeah. I, yeah. Needless to say, I will not be filling out the football Pokedex. I already archived that from my Switch. So goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye forever. <laughs> good goodbye. Um yeah. That was we it. it. We did yeah. it. Congrats to, to us. Congrats to us. And um, what have what have you been doing with your? Are we in twenty twenty three as? Of yeah, this, happy uh, New Year. Recent, yeah, happy New Year. Happy twenty twenty three. Yeah. What are what are your instead of what are we doing this week or what have we been doing this week? Let's list our twenty twenty three goals or plans. Um. So my my goal is to 
play slightly less video games and watch slightly less movies and study Japanese more. That is a really good goal. I really let it fall off um, last year, especially like once I got into One Piece, One Piece just kind of took over my life. I mean, not I was always into One Piece. I've been watching. I'd watch One Piece for the last like year and a half, but I really let One Piece take over my life in the last like three months. And now that I'm caught up, I'd like to not have an excuse, but there's always games I want to play. I like I just finished one. I'm in the middle of another. And like I have like two games that I want to start this month. And I, there's just not enough time. And so I really I want to make more time to, to study Japanese. Uh, but speaking of video games and the ones I've been playing, um, I finished Salt and Sanctuary, mm. which is a basically like 2D Metroidvania Dark Souls, which normally I would think would be my favorite genre of all time um, because it's kind of what Hollow Knight is, but this is like much more like they are borrowing so much from Dark Souls. It's very it is not as like fluid, not nearly as fluid as, as Hollow Knight. My understanding is that it's a much smaller development team. Um, it's only I, one guy. I think it's well, yeah. two people. One yeah, or two yeah. people. You're yeah. right. Um, I enjoyed it. I, I don't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I, like I'm not upset I played it. There were things about it I really liked, especially the art style. That was the kind of what really kept me going. I ended up using a little bit of a guide to find where I should go next because I got very annoyed with how long it would take to get from place to place. I think the lack of a map is very frustrating. Um, so I, I'm not. I wouldn't necessarily. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. But if you want, I mean, it's it's a quick game. So for that reason, maybe if you want like a little bit of a 2D. Dark Souls fix. Yeah, I've uh, I played it before. I didn't oh, finish you did? it. Okay. I, I have. It's it's good. Um, you can tell it was made by one guy. I mean, it's still a monumental effort and it's crazy, but um they they could definitely do more with it. I'm surprised you started with Salt and Sanctuary instead of Salt and Sacrifice. I think it's the sequel. Sacrifice is the sequel, yeah. Uh it's because Salt and Sacrifice isn't on Switch. Ah, gotcha. yeah. Um, and then I'm playing through Crisis Core, as we've been texting about. Yes. Final yes. Fantasy. Good uh, old Crisis Core. I have decided to stop doing side quests, even though the temptation is strong, because I'm a lunatic. Um, and I'm not saying that to call you a lunatic. I'm a lunatic in the sense that I'm a completionist, and I will do anything. Is this me, the, the one... Is this the one rare circumstance where I am a complete? Because I will complete all the missions in Crisis Core. I think I did the first time I played. Uh, no way. Am I the completionist this time? And you're I, it, the one. It's shocking to me. We should have a whole it episode on it. Uh, I don't. I don't get it. When you told me <laughs> you're like this, I have an addictive personality. I'm like I do too, and this is boring me to tears. These these stupid. <laughs> They're so bite-sized. You can finish them in like yeah, but there less is than a minute. There is a. We can do a whole episode on Crisis Core. Maybe we should. There's a whole like. There's so much starting and stopping. There's so much like walk two steps and now you're in a cutscene, and it's a stupid cutscene. Then you go to the next area and then you're in another cutscene, and then you have to pause to enter combat mode. You kill these enemies, then it like pauses to exit combat mode and then resume. And it's just there's so much of that over and over and over again where you're doing these bite sized missions. It's just that more often. Yeah, I suppose so. I do appreciate again, and we text about this before, but Zach, soldier first class, who has the power of Genova cells inside of him, can't chase down a fat scientist. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, uh, it's there's so much like bad anime shit in this in this game. There, it's it's a lot of bad anime tropes and things. But yeah, I'm hooked. I think the gameplay is like tight. I like the combat system. I, I like fights in it are fun. 
um which when you're playing a repetitive rpg where you're doing the fighting very very frequently it's important that it be fun so i do find it fun so yeah but i want it i want to quickly resume like i want it to be completely seamless to get back into moving around and Conflict i don't want resolved it... yeah exactly it's stupid <laughs> um and uh what else um i i think probably it will come in the mail today i bought uh live alive and I am very mm, excited to okay. play that. It's a, here it's a bite-sized RPG, kind of like a uh, Chrono Trigger, maybe even shorter. It's um, by it shares um one of the directors, I believe. I think I think you're right about that. Um, also, do you say Live Alive, Live a Live, Live Alive? So I thought it was Live a Live or Live Alive, but it is Live Alive, and I know that based on looking at the Japanese title. Well, look at that. Your study Japanese is coming yeah. in. Yeah, coming in handy. Yeah. Um, my big 2023 goal, and I may need your support in this uh as a friend. Um, sure. I'm I'm aiming to finish my backlog. Oh my god, I'd be more than happy to support you on that. If you're if your yeah. goal, if you're about to say I need your support and you're gonna be like, I want to actually buy three times as many games no. uh and not finish no. them, I would just no. completely disown you. <laughs> no, not help at all. So I, I've just realized I have so, so, so many games that I need to finish that uh, I'm going to dedicate, uh, I think maybe this whole year, I could spend an entire year finishing my backlog easily. Holy shit. Um, so I think I'm going to do that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, I also was looking at like AAA titles that are coming out this year, and it's all stuff I can wait on. Oh, even Tears of the Kingdom? Uh, yeah, I can wait on that. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. You are an, an enigma to me sometimes. <laughs> I I don't I I would I will not be able to wait on that. And the thing is, like, if they they would never do this, but if they were like, oh, actually, the same day that Tears of the Kingdom comes out, we're gonna re-release Metroid Prime trilogy. I'm like, well, I guess I'm playing all the Metroid games, uh, replaying them before I even play Tears of the Kingdom. You'll have to set up like four TVs and be playing simultaneously <laughs> on four different switches. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I no, I support you in this goal. So yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah. accumulated a little bit of a backlog myself, and I'm not nearly the extent of yours. But uh, yeah, no. Yeah. The only game that I'm kind of sad I'm missing out on is Fire Emblem Engage. Um, but the other thing that I'm looking forward to is I'm going to get all these games I want on sale when I eventually get them. So no, not if they're in a AAA title. Nintendo <laughs> um, won't let that been, happen. Yeah, what have you been watching? I've been playing Crisis Core as we yeah. talked about. Um, I have been watching, I got Edgar to start watching Titans with me on HBO Max. Is that good? Uh, it is good. It's good if you're in the mood for a superhero TV show and you've exhausted everything Marvel has to offer, which is the situation we found ourselves in. Oh, then I'd rather just not watch superhero things. <laughs> I mean, that's also, hey, that's a fair way to do it too. It's, um, it's better than something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but it's not as good as something like Loki. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then gosh, we, what movie did we just watch? Um, something I don't remember. Can't be very important because I can't recall. <laughs> I, uh, I watched three new things, um, since we last recorded, I think, uh, I watched, don't worry, darling, uh, that, mm, yeah, that, I, it, there was a lot of buzz about that, but not for good reasons. Yeah. It was a lot of buzz about it being horrible. I didn't think it was horrible. I thought it was perfectly average. In a, okay. a, a fifth, a five out of ten, a, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. I watched it on an airplane. It's a good airplane movie, um, and yeah, I mean, Harry Styles was pretty bad in it, but the rest wasn't like horrible. Right. Um, I watched Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, which How was that? 
I loved the animation. I just the the magic of the story didn't really it was kind of lost on me. Hmm. Uh, it was a shame, too, because I really thought it was going to like totally like it's nothing comp- like Coraline. I would take Coraline 10 times out of 10 over a movie like this. Maybe that's not really a fair comparison, but maybe I would argue the animation has is approved and is like an excellent um, in this movie um, relative to Coraline. But like I mean, Coraline is just so much more interesting to me. Um, and then I watched the menu. Have you heard of the menu? Oh, yes. Absolutely. Uh, I think you would like the menu. Uh, it's fun. It's I mean, the tra- the trailer, I, I, which I did watch uh, before and made it like all too clear what was going to happen. Um, it's not like it's an it's it's not like a, you can't predict the movie, but it is still really fun to see how everything plays out. And I'd recommend it. OK, yeah, it's on HBO Max now, I believe. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'll have to check that out. There was a movie Edgar and I watched and I fell asleep, too. And it was a movie that you and I have talked about before, but I hadn't seen. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't very good, and I slept through most of it. I hope it wasn't a movie that I loved. No, it was a movie you also were like, yeah, I saw this, and it wasn't great. Uh, was it The Fablemans? No, it wasn't, but yeah. I hated you, that movie. Uh, yeah, you're on a Fablemans uh, kick. You texted. I would love for you to watch it, and I, I want to hear your thoughts on it. I'm really hoping that you hate it, too, so we can talk about how stupid it is. But actually, even more so, I kind of hope that you are on the fence and you're not sure if you hate it, and then I can probably sway you to hating it. Would you rather watch The Fablemans or The Book of Henry? The Book of Henry. I don't know what The Book of Henry is. It sounds familiar, but I, what is it? You don't know? Oh, it's um Colin Trevorrow's movie um about the like genius kid and his. Brother. Oh God! And they have you seen it? Uh, no, I mean I now I know what you're talking about though. It looks terrible. How, well, do you know the plot? Do you know the plot to the movie? No. The genius kid plots to murder like a local neighbor who abuses his son or something. And the mom is like, I don't know, you're gifted and goes along with it. Jeez. It's crazy. It's not good. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Are we done here? Uh, we're done here. 